0: Welcome to the very first episode of How to Hustle from Talent Atelier. Dedicated to placing the very best people into the fashion, beauty, and luxury lifestyle industries, Talent Atelier are based in Shoreditch in London and work internationally with senior through to C-suite level talent. Essentially, we're a dating agency aiming to create love stories between businesses and people. I'm your host today, Rachel Saywell Burr, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleague and very good friend, Joe Gilmore. We were also supposed to have our resident team podcast queen helping us too, but she's not very well. So India, we love you and get well soon. We will try our hardest not to screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> we curated today's podcast, will be very loosely, around something that we talk about a lot in our business, and that's about how to interview. And that's whether it's on the phone, face-to-face, or via the dreaded video chat, we thought it would be useful to have a little audio guide that might help the next time you are considering a change of career. Um, first of all though, let's kick off with our hashtag creative achiever of the episode. Um, you will note, I'm not saying week here um, because there's no way that we're gonna record this every week. So lol. Um, <laughs> so Joe, who do you feel should get the award for creative achiever of the week? I think Victoria
1: Beckham is absolutely smashing it at the moment.
0: Yeah. We should probably say it's like the middle of Fashion Week at the moment. It so is, yeah. She's
1: just had her tenth anniversary.
0: She has um, knocked
1: out an amazing collection, beautiful show, yeah. and she's just brought her show back to London Fashion Week from New York Fashion Week. Um, really good press
0: around it. Yeah, the Vogue good party, job. which we were we weren't really at. Yeah, we went out. We weren't out, but it looked anyway. great. We've got the uh, got the collector's edition of the magazine with her and David on the front. We feel like we we're a part of it. It's all great. Yeah. Um, Cool. Okay. Well awarded, VB. I'm sure that you care quite a lot that you've got creative She's probably under, listening of right the episode. now. Um, cool. Okay. So let's jump straight in then to what we've actually decided to record this about. So interviewing Joe. you have been around the block a bit. You've nearly yep. knocked up about 10 years of experience here. So tell me about the things that you suggest people prepare if they are having bog standard face-to-face meeting. These all, um,
1: to me, sound like really obvious things, but I prep quite a lot of people for interviews so number one research the brand that you're interviewing with absolutely um, you should have done this before you've even agreed to go for an interview but you know this is um, it's just really important so look at the website and look at how they talk about themselves mm-hmm. as a business so looking at what interesting work they do Look at their LinkedIn. Um, who works there? You know mm-hmm. what interesting people work there, and have you got people in common? And you know, look at their career trajectories as well, and mm-hmm. uh, see what
0: kind of backgrounds they have. The social media that the brand have is also quite important, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's really important. So looking at uh, the Instagram mm-hmm. channels that they have, um, you know, if you work in a lot of the people that we support tend to work on digital marketing or social media. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, looking at if you're interviewing in that area, whether that be visually or on the business angle, how you can improve
0: those things or if you have any notes on those areas. Okay. Okay. Cool. And one thing we also should probably talk about is is if you've been given a job spec as well beforehand, make sure that you read that. We don't always get given these and people um, hold on to them quite a lot and are always asking us for job specs. If you haven't got one, you're going to have to wing it. You will normally have to just understand about the brand as much as possible. But if you have got a job spec, make sure that you have actually looked through yeah. it and that you're ready to talk about your background curated to how the job spec is written. I'm providing examples on the bullet points that may or may not be on there. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk logistics then. Um, So you've never been to the business before. Like, what do you recommend about how to... How to research getting there, which sounds really stupid, but it can be one of the most stressful experiences when you rock up and you don't know how to get into a building. And it's happened to me countless times. <laughs> literally, <laughs> I, I, we Joe and I had one the other day where we were in a very old building with a very, very high-end client who we just literally couldn't find. And we were on the phone to them and they had to come and find us. And we were actually in a fire corridor, um, mortifying. <laughs> but save yourself that, that embarrassment by doing your research beforehand. So yeah, yeah, so
1: look at City Mapper and just see how to get there and be in the area half an hour beforehand. Um, so giving yourself that buffer of time is going to help mm-hmm. if you're skittering around in the back alleys. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you. Um, you know, get, get in the area, get a nice coffee,
0: practice your lines and... It, yeah, if just you're doing your interview in your lunch break and you know that you're going to be dashing there, like just prepare things so make sure that your current employer know that you're going to be out for a little bit of an extended lunch break. There's nothing worse than rocking up to an interview and being all sweaty and apologizing before you've even started the interview. It's just not a good way to start. But also, one thing we should say is how early to arrive for your interview because that's another thing that, can be misaligned a little bit.
1: Yeah. So if you are there half an hour early, don't turn up for your interview half an hour early. um, Because the likelihood is that the person beforehand is in a meeting or is busy doing something and you're going to look a bit over keen. Um, Mm. So we say, you know, be there 10 minutes early Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, allow that time to sit and um,
0: and, and chill for a minute. Yes. Make sure, you know, I'm mumming everybody now. But go to the loo. Don't be desperate for a wee while you're sat in your interview. Make sure that you haven't got anything stuck in your teeth, and that your mascara, if you wear mascara, isn't halfway down your face. Again, this has happened to me. Oh,
1: the weather's probably something to talk oh, about as well. yeah, crap hair.
0: If you, <laughs> if you get
1: frizzy hair, in the, if you get frizzy hair like me in the um, in the old um, humidity, then you know be there a few minutes early. It gets a bit hot sometimes if you're in a
0: lather getting to an interview. Mm-hmm. So. So get there. Final checks. Yeah, just final checks. Get there. If you need to get a cab, get a cab. But just make sure that you are arriving beforehand and that you know how to get into the building. Um, next thing I've got written down is when you've actually met your person, the handshake. It's still That something. leads back to the weather
1: and the sweatiness as well, because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than a sweaty limp handshake. No, so. eye contact.
0: Not drilling into someone's soul, but eye contact and a firm handshake goes a massively long way and it always comes back as an agent in feedback if someone started off an interview with a creepy wet handshake so don't <laughs> be that person be the, does, yeah. be the person who's got a nice firm handshake not bone crunching firm but is you know is is actually within the within the room um what else do we what are we thinking so oh we yeah, are what to wear what to wear
1: so An interview is not a time to test out any new rad makeup techniques Mm -hmm. or new looks. Um, You know, it'll avoid having lipstick all over your face and eyelashes hanging off and all of those things. So what we always recommend (laughs) is... Full report. (laughs) Okay. For interview. Or, you know, testing out this season's new challenging heels or, you know, which Mm -hmm. may or may not happen if you're a man. What will the other person be wearing? And try and think about that. You know, what kind of brand are you interviewing with? If you're interviewing for, you know, a high-end fashion brand, the chances are that they're not going to be sat there across from you wearing a suit, so it's
0: important that you mirror that in your outfit. Um, yeah, definitely. I would say another thing that I once had someone doing is is um, they were interviewing in central London and they'd nipped the shops beforehand and they had carrier bags with them. Not a good look. No um, not no. a good look. so don't go bumbling in with loads of different stuff. Don't go in with a takeaway coffee, go in with or a, a pram, a, or a <laughs> pram <or> a, yeah. <laughs> 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 or your friend or having your mum's sign reception these are these are things that have all happened to Joe and I over the years they are yeah um, not to us directly but to people that we've um we've spoken to so um yeah just turn up i we would always recommend yeah reflecting the brand you're working for within the creative industries which is what we're focused on generally there's a pretty much a dress code of wearing kind of um it's it's kind of relaxed casual slash mm-hmm with a great pair of trainers and a really nice bag, isn't it? It's always... Mm, Yeah. Yeah, but I would say one piece of tailoring tends to kind of pull an outfit together. That was always your piece of advice to me. It was. One one piece of tailoring
1: is, is... advisable Mm -hmm. um but also if you are younger and you're listening to this and you're more junior don't turn up with nightclub stamps all over your hands and Mm. dirty nails oh Um, and festival
0: wristbands yeah oh um, god because
1: that's happened to us before and um no it just doesn't give the best impression it's not great so clean nails never wear chip nail varnish is a pet hate of mine oh i always
0: have chip nail varnish okay well yeah trying to get your nails sorted before you go this is all very female centric we should probably just say you know if you're a guy just make sure that you're feeling at your best and again just get there on time I think let's go into when you are in the actual interview then so you've done your handshake you're sat down with the person it's a good idea to have some like because you've researched the brand and you've looked at the job spec ideally you've got some questions for them but it's hopefully the person's going to explain a bit about the business and what they're looking for to you um and how do yeah. you how do you recommend talking about yourself? Because it's a balance between being able to pick yourself up, but then not looking like an egotistical mm-hmm. maniac during the meeting, especially with creative, because sometimes if you've owned a project, you really want to talk about that. But you don't want to come across as too much. So if you are walking into the business for the first time, look around at the people that are working there. Are they? Do they look like you? Does it seem like an environment that you are going to click into? Because if it is, then you can even say something like that in the interview because you can say like, oh, I could feel, feel like I found my people because...
1: Blah, blah, blah. Ah, yeah. Show you've done your research as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Say, you know, on LinkedIn, I noticed that so -so used to work at said business and Mm -hmm. I also used to work there. So there could be some interesting synergies there. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a good point in getting a chronological order of experience in place, but without boring people to tears about your junior stage of your career. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if there's any skippy moves in your CV where you may have stayed six months somewhere and it didn't work out, Mm -hmm. you know have a reason but gloss over it you don't need to go into you know your boss being a bit of a dick or, yes that's something I really important things. we should
0: talk about Like, so I think probably there's two halves of this it's who you're interviewing with you could be interviewing with HR or you could be interviewing with the person yeah. that, that will be your boss so starting quickly with HR There are some incredible HR people out there who are massive brand ambassadors and are absolute champions of bringing amazing cultures together. And then there are some HR people who are more administrative and are doing things through a routine and might have a set agenda of questions that they need to ask you. Which doesn't doesn't
1: divert depending on the person they're interviewing No, it could all. be
0: someone who's an accountant through to a creative director. And I think you just need to take that on board when you are interviewing with that person because you may need to adjust how you explain stuff, so particularly from my angle with creatives that I look after. Um, they might need to do a lot more storytelling um, with their any portfolios or anything relevant because they might need to be really able to demonstrate that what they've done before would click into that particular business Yeah. Um, because the HR person is unlikely to be setting projects or doing anything like that and they might be asking questions which are the dreaded like where do you see yourself in five years time and things so it's worth just having a think about the traditional more boring interview questions of which you can find lists and lists online so you're prepared and if you are, are seeing standard. an HR person and then if you're seeing a line manager, that's when you can bring things to life a little bit more. Because they're a bit
1: more like you in their skill
0: set and abilities normally, mm-hmm. anyway, aren't they? Completely. And I think your point about going through CVs chronologically, when I was interviewing for myself years ago, um, the person interviewing me got stuck on the fact that I wrote that I liked music on my hobbies and interests. And then somehow drilled it out of me that I was in a choir at school and then asked me why I'd stopped singing in a choir. And I was in my twenties. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself like, what? And I ended up coming out of that interview feeling like an absolute failure. Um, so it's just be able to kind of talk, if you've got a CV and you haven't looked at it in years and it's just the same one that you keep sending out to people, just make sure that whatever's on it, you're like on the ball with it and you know what you're gonna talk about. Um, and don't have lengthy conversations about something that you were doing 10 years ago because it's not relevant, keep in the present. Um, How do you feel about people asking questions within the interview process? It's a two-way
1: process, Mm -hmm. and um, I think particularly at this level in your career, you need to be interviewing them to see if it's a business that you feel you can add value to. Mm -hmm. It needs to be the right move for you, doesn't it? It does, it needs to be the right move for you, and, you know when you're going through your job spec and doing your interview prep, maybe write down a few questions that would get that answer to make, to make sure that, or, or get the right information mm-hmm. to make sure that it is the right move. Yeah, um, completely. So whether that be, what are you looking to achieve in the next two years from this department forward slash business? Mm-hmm. Um, how can this person add value um, mm-hmm. in the business?
0: Yeah. And then um, I think probably something else that we should talk about is how your interviewer is behaving and how they're acting through the process, because we're talking about this as if everything's standard. But within the creative industries, you can have so many different types of personalities.
1: Yeah, I've had a
0: candidate going to an interview once and the
1: person was just texting the whole time on Mm -hmm. the phone. Um, actually, that's happened a few times. That's happened so, a few times to um, me. With no eye contact whatsoever. No. And she was jumping around like a clown trying to catch his attention. Mm. So, you know, these things do vary. And then you can get the other quite intense person that's firing snapshot questions at you. Mm. Um, a lot of not the- really listening to the answers. And then sometimes you can get a real gel with somebody going on. Mm. And it's actually a really pleasant experience. And. Mm-hmm um it's a two-way conversation you've
0: got to just try and be rock steady the whole way throughout because we, joe and i went to a client once who is a really really esteemed um creative director in the uh, fashion industry But he can't sit still, literally couldn't couldn't sit still throughout the whole conversation. (laughs) And he's like that when he meets people. And he's so incredibly talented. But it's like trying to chase around a fly, like trying to actually get his attention. But he is listening. So I think it's a case of always just performing at your best, even if things are throwing you and you're feeling like it's not the right environment for you to be interviewing in and you just don't think that they're paying attention. Pretend to yourself that they are sat there listening and just keep answering the questions and then hopefully by the end of things, or even guide it a bit yourself and kind of story tell to them and be like, hey, so maybe I should tell you about the time when. So roundups of face-to-face interviews then, um, how would you say that you should leave things? Because there was a question that we talked about before about when people ask about their performance in the interview while the the interview is still going on. Yeah, don't do that. yeah Yeah, that shouldn't happen Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it is okay to ask um, how many stages there are in the interview process it'll give you a really good gauge of realistically how long the process is going to take Mm -hmm. Um, if if the interviewee talks about next steps and who they might meet next Um, voluntarily then Mm -hmm. that is normally a really good sign yeah completely if they don't it's not a bad sign no um but it's going to give you yeah a realistic um gauge on Mm -hmm. how long the process may take
0: okay cool ideal um i think next up we should talk about when an interview has been arranged outside of the office before we go on to dreaded Skype stuff so oh, this is the off-site interview the off-site interview so it could which be- is sometimes really nice yeah uh, most of the time they're
1: really nice but there has been a couple of occasions so one of my candidates told me this really funny story and this is quite a long time ago about a time where she met this creative director um in a restaurant and um he let her order first and it was a lunchtime, and the lunch had been arranged and it was definitely lunch in the diary and she went ahead and ordered like a lasagna and chips or something something really <laughs> ridiculous and stringy and uh he said oh no i'm not eating and she had to <laughs> con- <laughs> she had to conduct the whole interview whilst eating a lasagna and chips um and, and it then, could have been
0: avoided by the question are you having anything to eat it could yeah. So, yeah so maybe let them order first or just say are you eating yeah um, um, oh, and don't have booze unless the, unless you know the person that's interviewing you, or it's an evening appointment, and it's it's and they are going first of all like do we'd always recommend don't drink in an interview anyway because yeah. it's gonna screw your senses up and something weird is gonna be said by mistake you might accidentally let something slip but yeah. don't just presume that you're gonna order booze. And, yeah, we'll come on to that a bit later with another little anecdote that I have. Um, Okay, yeah. So, yeah, check if the other person is ordering food. Remember that you might be in a slightly noisier environment, so you're not going to be able to do your kind of massive pitch. I'd probably say don't shout, because I know when I first started Talent Atelier and I was sat in either Soho House or Shoreditch House constantly... Um, because we didn't have an office. We do have an office now, I'd just like to say. We do actually (laughs) have a nice office. But, um, and I used to interview people when I was sat there just as as, um, talent that we might be representing people wanted to get themselves um, heard and really wanted to make sure that I was paying attention to them, which I was, and I could hear them perfectly adequately, but they would start shouting and they would be like, Mine, oh, then I did this and blah, 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 blah. They were put off by the noise. Uh, but you're put off by the noise and put off by the environment. So try not to do that. Just make sure that you've got eye contact and that the other person can yeah. hear you, but don't shout about yourself because it's just quite off-putting and it just looks makes you look a bit of a brat. So, oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, don't, don't shout. Um, I would always offer to pay, even though the interviewer will even more yeah than even if pay. it's obvious that they're going
1: to be paying. The yeah. client normally does pay, but
0: um, yeah, just still offer. It's nice. Completely, completely. Um, yeah, and don't have anything like if you are going to eat, don't have anything that you're going to splatter.
1: Don't order a, a crab
0: or a lobster, <laughs> 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 or the most expensive thing off the menu. Yeah, don't have those things because that is maybe not ridiculous um cool okay um right so let's move on to
1: skype interviews then skype interview we're really used to talking on skype now and it used to really put the fear in me when i was um Mm -hmm. uh,
0: less experienced
1: but now we work with a lot of global clients and i spend most of my time on uh on skype talking to them and the candidates that are interviewing in the process um but it's not about you in this case. Um, it's about the whole thing. So check your internet connection. Yes. Because if you're scrabbling around with two minutes to spare and your internet's not working and you're at home, mm. then realistically, you're going to be 20 minutes late. This for is particularly your relevant in interview. Paris. For
0: some reason, Paris has like the worst internet connection ever. It's all the old buildings. It is all the old buildings. Well, that's us saying that. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, the other thing is, Try and do it from home because if you try and do a Skype interview and from a coffee shop or from a cafe or even outside it's dire. It's absolutely dire because there's no way that you can make sure that that environment is going to be right for you. You either have to sit with massive headphones on, and I'm looking at Joe now because we've, we've both got them on, <laughs> um, you know. And you can't stop a barista making a coffee behind you, and you can't stop kids. It's just, it's just not cool. So if you need to do a Skype interview, make sure you can actually do it from home and then curate your environment. Oh yeah, get yourself a nice setup
1: going on. Yeah. Um, so if you're sat there and you know. My
0: bedroom is often a mess, but do not sit with piles of dirty laundry behind you or, no. like, washing up or... No, and get your angles right. Do not have your laptop lower than your chin because you will look like an earthworm, I swear <laughs> to God. Right, make sure that you've make sure that you've checked yourself because there's nothing worse than, like, just being able to see yourself and it just, yeah, you're looking completely ridiculous. So um, get some good lighting, curate your environment... You, I mean, if you don't want to wear pants, you don't have to wear pants because essentially you're right. going to be in the top half. But if you are going to be standing up at any point to go and get something, remember just, that. Yeah, yeah, just be careful. No boob tubes. No boob, boob- tubes. Yeah, all make sure, Yeah, If you're a woman, make sure you've got shoulders that are have got a visible
1: strap. Well, otherwise. wear an interesting collar. You know, this might be a first impression. Mm. Often Skype interviews are a first stage interview mm-hmm. and it's your first chance to make an impression. So, you you know, if you're sat there wearing a boob tube and you've got a pile of dirty laundry behind you, it's not going to look great. <laughs> Who is, is this it? person? So get yourself that. a nice plant, yeah. a nice succulent. Yeah get it behind you against a nice white plain
0: backdrop. Mm -hmm. Um, And make sure that you haven't got pets or kids or husband or wife or anybody that's going to be walking in so that you look like an idiot. I think one of the most important things that someone told me years ago when I started working with video conferencing was to look into the camera um, because when you are on a Skype interview or just any Skype meeting, the tendency is that you look um, at yourself because you're trying to make sure that you don't have a weird face which you know essentially we all do when we're listening to people so look into the camera when you are having that conversation and it makes a world of difference to the person that's receiving on the other end and it feels like fake eye contact feels like fake eye contact and if the connection's really jittery and bad and you can't hear them don't struggle through it because remember this is an interview if it's not working say hey i'm really sorry i can't hear you can we speak on the phone instead and just take charge of that don't let a bad connection bugger up an interview for you because that's happened recently to me with someone who was interviewing for a uh, big design job and they didn't feel confident enough to say that they couldn't understand what the person was asking them so the person that was asking them felt that their interview was quite flat and it just was unnecessary so it's just something that I would always say if it's not if it's not working you can't hear each other.
1: So, with that in mind, would you always suggest getting the person's phone number and contact details? Yeah, beforehand? I think that's the
0: yeah, that's a good idea. And if you can't, it just makes you feel comfortable that you've yeah, got a fallback plan. Yeah, completely. Often
1: people have. Um, you can do WhatsApp, WhatsApp videos
0: as well. Yeah, so. there's lots of different methods of doing it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that remember that if you are on your computer and you need your CV in front of you, print it off and have it to one side because you can't be opening files and moving around on your computer without that person realising that you're doing it. Mm. And it looks a bit chat roulette-y. It all like, it just looks a bit weird. <laughs> People are engaging properly. Um, one thing that's happened to me years ago, and it has haunted me forever, but it is also still quite hilarious, is that's I had someone... <laughs> Someone British who I'd worked with for a long time, interviewing with a brand in LA, and obviously there's a big old time difference. Um, but uh, the feedback that I got from the client, um, which I was a little bit shocked at, and I hadn't prepped the person beforehand not to do this. Because it was uh, obvious. Because I thought it was obvious, but clearly it wasn't. Was um, not to drink wine throughout the interview, and then cheers at the end. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, that was <laughs> the low point, and has haunted me ever since. So it's definitely something not if you are Be having aware a drink. Of those time zones. Have a have a glass of water or a cup of tea or something normal, and you know, uh, and uh, yeah, just don't drink wine or alcohol through your interview, and certainly don't cheers people at the end of it. Um, cool. Okay. So that is a very quick overview of interviewing and how to kind of just, it's just the semantics of how to kind of get there and what to do. So once you've had the interview and you, if you're working with an agent like us, I think we always love it if you will give us feedback straight away and the reason we ask yeah call your if you're working with an agent call them if you're not working with an agent go home or go back to your office and write down your feedback directly so you know how you feel Feel, like how do you feel emotionally do you feel charged do you feel like excited and it was there an electricity that you picked up on can you see yourself working in that environment do you like the people that you met can you physically get there is location going to be an issue for you like all of these things um, what what questions have you walked away with that you didn't have the opportunity to ask at the time mm-hmm, as well? It's definitely. All of these things are really great to get straight away because as soon as we speak to people after an interview, like, hey, how was your interview? It's always like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was okay. But like then we will drill down into all of these finer points because it's so much more useful Mm -hmm. because then when we are giving feedback to the client or if you are then speaking to someone about the next stages yourself, then you're actually able to formulate a plan as to like, did I really like it or not? And if you're interviewing for multiple things, it also gives you like a pros and cons list straight away that you can reflect back to. It does. And you can compare and contrast. Completely, completely. So um, hopefully you will have found out during your interview about how many stages there are. I think we should probably touch on those businesses that... Um, leave quite a long time between stages or have multiple stages and how to cope with that process because it can be really stressful yeah I mean it's fashion week at the moment and it's definitely impacted a couple of
1: um, my processes that I have happening at the moment Mm -hmm. because either the candidates got show prep to do or the client has yeah um so those you know if there's an industry event happening Mm. around your industry it will affect that yeah Um, it's
0: how to keep that momentum going and that excitement about what you're interviewing for
1: yeah or you know if they're unsure on the profile that they're looking for they might be interviewing more than three people and in which case it might take a couple of weeks but Mm. you know
0: try and try and figure out if that's the case Mm. as an agent we will always try and reduce the amount of stages to as few as possible because I think once you get past two to three it can start dragging out for whoever's doing the interview you know who the the candidate doing the interview process because it's such a it's such a big deal to be interviewing for something anyway it's such an emotional process if you're already in work and you feel guilty that you're even interviewing in the first place you've got that side of things to deal with plus all of the you know well some
1: of it can be quite repetitive as well so you know having your being switched on yeah yeah and obviously you know trying to find six different interview outfits. It's not ideal, is it? <laughs> Have
0: you ever seen that episode of The Simpsons where Marge Simpson finds yeah. a Chanel suit from TK Maxx? <laughs> she just keeps changing it round. <laughs> That's basically what you'll be like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it, if you are in a stage where you've not heard anything from... So if you're interviewing directly with a brand, if you've not heard anything from that brand, don't take that as it's definitely not happening because there are so many other things at play that may be the cause of you not hearing anything it's always a good idea though just to send a hey just wanted to let you know that I'm still super interested in the brand email if you are so with that in mind what
1: do you think about following up post interview
0: um there's lots of different schools of thought with this um I I think when I've worked a lot in the U.S it's a really common tact for uh, candidates to send a handwritten note to a business straight afterwards. And I initially thought that that was really nice, but then I was like, oh, actually, it's a bit naff. Um, However, if you are interviewing in the US, businesses do kind of expect it, so I think probably sending a nicely curated email about expressing your interest in the business is a good thing to do if you have interviewed directly with a company i mean i know that when we've interviewed for talent atelier whoever's got in touch with us after they've met us are the people that stick in our minds yeah um so i definitely think if you're interviewing directly with a business it's a good idea to do that if you're interviewing i often give people the clients email if they want to send a little
1: follow-up note yeah not if the interview's gone badly (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I just wanted to let you know if, that was dreadful. If somebody dreadful. comes out saying, oh,
1: yeah, they want me to meet the creative director and they thought, "Yeah," you know, then I often just give them the email and they can follow up and yeah. just keep me in CC and
0: it's a nice thing to do. Yeah, completely. I think having having a nice kind of roundup of of, of things and just keeping that communication flowing. It's nice if you know that the interviewer spent time with you and that you've said thank you for that. So I, I definitely think it's a good idea. I think the handwritten note, though, is a little bit too... Yeah, it's a little bit too far.
1: I don't yeah. know. How would you
0: think about 100 and no? I don't know. I think, think it, I might feel it's a bit, bit weird. Yeah. Just after
1: like a, first, like a people, first stage interview. Yeah,
0: when people used to post portfolios, like yeah. there's books that they'd obviously spent like loads and loads of money on. And then I'd be like, hey, do you want your book back? And then they'd be like, no, 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 no you keep no, it's it. For you. As if I'm going to traipse around, you know, with, Walking the, around with the said book. book instead of just emailing a PDF. Okay, so if you've got loads of stages um, and you've got multiple interview processes going on at once, like how do you, how how would you cope with that on a kind of psychological basis? Because it's you know it's knackering doing one interview process, but if you've got two or three on the go, and you've got potential offers coming through,
1: well, there's a good motto in like. Don't worry about things that you can't control, but things that you can control. Where does that motto come from? (laughs) It's my my new thing. It's 2018. (laughs) You know, that's my new thing. Don't worry about things you can't control. Fine. You can try and control things by keeping people in the know. Yes. So if there's a brand you're particularly keen on and you're interviewing elsewhere and they're about to make you an offer, but you'd rather go for the other business let everybody know in the process and they might be able to hurry things
0: up for you or... Mm speed things along. Yeah. I've, reduce the process. Be honest from the get-go as well. Don't be you don't like if if you're under an NDA and you can't say who the brand is, that's totally fine. But if you do say to people from the get-go just so you know where I am, I've got three other interviews happening. Like you've got to be careful about how you say it so you're not just like just so you know where I'm at. I've got three other you know, you've got to be yeah. nice about it. But as long as people know because the as a recruiter, the it's the pit if you find out at offer stage, when you're just sorting something out for someone that they didn't want to tell you that they were interviewing for something else and they're just going to accept it. And oh. it doesn't make anybody look good. No, it doesn't. Um, and you always, if you say no to a job, if you're offered it, you always want to bow out gracefully and leave that door open for the future because you never know where that team are going to end up. Um, so, yeah, making sure that you're... And so um, when it comes to um, offers and things like that, how long would you say, if you get given an offer... Um, Like, how long would you say you have to say yes or no? Within the week? Yeah, I would say. And if you've got lots of things that you want to get sorted out with it, like say you want a salary of X, but you were offered Y. How would you like if we take our kind of agent hat off and we were interviewing ourselves directly, how would you recommend?
1: I would have probably um, organized that all beforehand, you know, in Mm. terms of expectations.
0: Yeah. And you know often oh, sharing salaries let's talk about that because we've had instances of, throughout the years where people won't tell us what their salaries are right
1: we have yeah and i and i i get it but it does make our job particularly difficult <laughs> For, yeah and i've had one recently actually where somebody thought they were on a terrible salary and they got offered from a business and yeah uh, they got offered less than the salary that they're on at the moment, but obviously I couldn't negotiate it for them because I didn't, didn't have, have the information to hand. Mm. So the candid conversation had to ha- happen when she'd already been offered the job mm. and we managed to sort it out and it was good. But if I'd have known that from the start, it the, would have been the offer easier. would have been completely different and the lines of communication would have just been a little bit clearer, mm.
0: I think. If you're interviewing directly with a business and you don't know what salary they're offering, Um, and you are reluctant to share yours, then that's fine. Um, I think probably the best thing to do is to try and look at your peers in the industry that are doing similar roles and try and work out from friends and colleagues and things how much they're getting paid and what you think you're worth. Generally, like 5 to 10% increase is a normal standard increase if you are shifting positions. I wouldn't say to expect tons every time you move, especially if you've gone into a job and you've only been there nine months, you know, then expecting another pay rise and another pay rise and another, you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Um, mm. And often businesses will bring you in on a salary that's parallel to what you are at the moment and then may incentivize you later on down the line because they just want to see how you perform. Um, and... It's, it's very rare that someone would take advantage of the fact that you've been on a lower salary if they've got a bracket of like I'm using just stuff out of the sky so if they've got a bracket of 80 to 100 and you're on 60 at the moment but you've proven your worth and you can do a really good job and it's obvious that you can you know mm-hmm. it's, if you say I'm currently on 60 but I know that I should be really on about 80 and I'd hope that you'd look to my experience which reflects how much I've done over the years then if that's a good business that you're going to, you would hope that they would give you... That they would honour that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're just doing it all directly. Um, but what, if, when you start being cagey about salaries, it does become a bit of an issue for both brands and agencies because it just is a bit like, yeah, it's difficult to fight your corner, I think. So it's just yeah, something if it's to think all, about. If
1: it's all laid out, then yeah, then you're honest and you can make your decision based on, on the facts rather than mm-hmm.
0: ideas. Completely. Okay, so let's do a little roundup then, Um, if we can remember all the points that we've waffled on about. So, um, okay, first of all then, if you are heading to your interview, I would say choose a good outfit. Make sure that you feel that you're reflecting the brand that you're working for. Get there
1: on time. Always get there on time.
0: (laughs) Always get there on time. Um, Research the brand that you are interviewing with um, and look at the job spec as well. Um, no creepy handshakes. <laughs> no creepy handshakes is uh, definitely wow. important. Um, if it's off-site, don't order any weird food. Um, and make sure yourself. the person's eating. Make sure the person's eating. Yeah. Um, ask questions that you think are relevant to the business. Um, if it's on Skype. Then make sure you create your space. Oh, sorry, yeah. make sure you
1: create... I can't say curate. <laughs> if it's on skype make sure
0: you curate your space curate your space um maybe we could do a hashtag for that hashtag Hashtag curate your space space. um also make eye contact um and um i can't read the last point that i wrote (laughs) literally looks like no (laughs) boojang so let's leave it On no boojang. No boojang. Don't boojang anyone. Um, So this is the beginning of our podcast journey, which I don't know if that would have been evident at all with this. Um, We'll be bringing some specialist speakers in from the creative world.
1: People that are a bit more interesting than us. Yeah,
0: not just us, waffling here. Um, Their insights will probably be invaluable. So it won't, it will be lots of creative people, but then also people from HR Uh, legal. And if you're really lucky, the thrilling world of accountancy um, for anyone that is going to move into freelance. If you have any questions you would like us to answer or topics that we can cover, then please do get in touch. You can reach us on podcast at talentatelier.com. We've also got a growing archive of articles on our website, which will soon be looking even more beautiful. <clears throat> at some point uh-huh. um and that is talentatelier.com.
1: we've got a new website launching which is looking fabulous but it's not quite there yet not
0: quite there yet yeah get that get that sorted out anyway well thank you so much for listening and uh, we will see you next time bye <laughs>